0: welcome ladies and gentlemen to a brand new issue of the comic section podcast issue number 240 i'm your host jason alongside my co-host rigel rigel in the building it's just rigel just rigel by you know my lonesome. oh man mm-hmm. dang man mm, there's there's
1: an empty chair yeah, over nah, in the it's, corner. it's
0: definitely empty and uh and i feel it you know what i'm saying i feel the the weight of the emptiness <laughs> yeah. ironic how that, that that makes no that didn't make <laughs>
1: no, the weight of the emptiness.
0: That might be the title of this episode, it's right? A, it's a black hole. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. I can hear Ant's voice now, be like, "Why is it gotta be a black oh, hole?" You right? know, you're gonna hear it from Ant. Oh yeah. You know, you oh will. yeah. Oh man, but uh, other than that. So obviously, uh listeners out there and is uh it's out this week, but it's all good, you know, cuz we got a lot to, you know, discuss, a lot of breaking news yes. that happened like as of this recording. Uh but before we get into all of that as usual, man, and I'm sorry about to say, <laughs> Ryder, how Dang was it. Roger. I know I can't be <laughs> I know I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you know. It's kind of like nah. You know, call that name out in awkward time. <laughs> it's like, who are you really thinking I, of, Jay Rock? I'm sorry, man. You know, I'm missing Ann right now. Uh, <laughs> hey, what's going on,
1: Roger? No, uh, yeah, my week's been my week's been great. My week has been really good. Uh, I also uh, to share some own news on another uh, co-host of the the podcast. Yeah, uh, wanted to go see uh, our boy comic book John. Hey, and uh, I paid. He- him and his wife paid a visit and got to meet their uh, their newborn son Aww. and uh, yeah, no, that that's the cutest baby. That yeah. Is literally, like, he's so adorable. I mm-hmm. can't even imagine, like, oof. Yeah. And you know what? Okay. Well, okay. I knew new baby smell was a thing.
0: Oh, you I never experienced,
1: experienced it? experienced it. Oh, I'm my God. It's been a while. Yeah. And yeah, no, that, that baby still had that that new Ooh, baby yeah. smell on nah, it.
0: Nah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, man. Oh, I, I'm telling you, man. I'll put that smell as far as, like, some of the best smells. Period. It's definitely top two. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It might be one. Because I ain't going to lie, man. Whenever uh, like friends of mine or family members may have a, a newborn, I just go and I'm like, let me just smell. You yeah. know? And it's not even creepy because a lot of people like it. It's like, yeah. You know, yeah. do you have like any like uh, weird smell uh, fascinations? Like there's something that you just like to smell. <laughs> no lie. Hey, there's a friend of mine. I ain't going to say your name, uh, but I have a friend that loves the smell of gasoline.
1: No, I was gasoline's mine too. Gasoline, gasoline too? Is Oh, mine my too, gosh. oddly enough. So it's you go, like the worst one, but it's like, I don't know what it is, but the smell of gasoline cut mm, yeah, my brain's down a <laughs> little right now. Ooh, <laughs> a little, I like that. The
0: ethanol right a little, there. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> nah, I was thinking about that and uh yeah, I was like, Wow, oh, okay, y'all so you pull up to a gas station, it's a, it's a great time. It's right. a, oh
1: yeah, it's, it's a party. The best.
0: <laughs> Rolling the window all the way down. This are you sure? Yes.
1: The, right. the pump stops. And I'm like, oh, just a little more. Yeah, yeah. Be such a tease. Come
0: Not, on. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I um, mine uh is uh, lumber at oh. like at, or like uh, when you go to Lowe's or Home Depot and like that smell of like that fresh like wood. Like as soon as you walk into Lowe's, I'm um, like when that smell hits, it's like yeah okay
1: okay yeah I, I don't think that's a very weird smell though because okay. like okay because like they they literally like if you go into like men's section for like colognes and deodorants you can oh, yeah, find yeah. sandalwood and you can yeah. find stuff that has like a good earthy right. lumbery
0: scent i right, will right. be
1: damned if i find gasoline <laughs> scent to deodorant anytime <laughs> you soon. you know
0: what's happening yo it's you hey <laughs> you better patent that all right it's on the podcast it's now the owner Rigel owns that patent, okay? My armpits
1: have a tingly sensation. You know that's coming
0: out. Man, deodorants. Forget all these other fragrances. Get some gasoline. We got gasoline. (laughs) We've got paper mill. (laughs) Man, oh man. But, uh, yeah, man, that's good. (laughs) I know, uh, so shout-outs to Comic Book John, man, the newborn, man. Uh, And like I said, man, when I saw him, for the listeners out there, make sure you follow us on social media at the comic section. You know the whole deal, but still do it. But, uh, seeing comic book john for the first time uh and unfortunately you know y'all know me man i had to work but i i wanted to go to the blue beetle premiere with y'all but seeing comic book mm-hmm. john was like i haven't seen him in so long ever since he had the uh the newborn so it's like oh man he looked different like he he looked like a dad like straight up now yeah. you know what i'm saying hairstyle different you know
1: no yeah i'm i'm honestly i'm very proud of him and, yeah. and his wife Paige. they've been uh they've done a lot they've grown a lot and Mm -hmm. honestly like just watching them handle that baby it's like oh whoa yeah you've guys Got this down already.
0: Yeah, they got it down. Yeah, yeah, man. Impressive, yeah. honestly. That's it, man. Shout outs to the the comic book family. Is that is that uh good to say? You got comic book John, the comic book family. Why not?
1: Yeah. will patent it. There
0: you go, comic book John, the comic book family, CBF. <laughs> All right. Well, um, hey, other than that, man, my week's been great. Uh, been busy and uh, super excited. Things that are in the works with the comic section podcast. So, uh, stay tuned for for more details with that. But uh other than that though, man, you ready to go and jump into breaking news headlines because we got a lot of stuff to mm. talk about. So uh, Yeah,
1: let's let's go right into
0: it. All right, let's jump into breaking news headlines. All right, guys, breaking news headlines and uh yeah, man, as of this recording, man, we typically record Thursday evening, so uh yeah, it looks like uh we have uh fortunate news to report on a wrestler that passed away. And ironically, we were just about to report on another uh, WWE Hall of Famer who passed away, uh, wrestler Terry Funk. He passed away at the age of 79. Um, but yeah, man, as of this recording, man, we got breaking news that a uh, wrestler, uh, his real name, Wyndham Lawrence Rotunda, better known as to the WWE fans, Bray Wyatt. Fortunately, passed away. I believe uh, Triple H, uh, he's the uh, COO or CEO of the WWE, actually uh, posted it on his official account uh, Mm -hmm. saying that he just received a call uh, that informed him of the tragic news of Wyndham Rotunda, uh, better known as Bray Wyatt, unexpectedly passed earlier. As of today's recording, so uh, definitely, I uh, said our thoughts and prayers and condolences goes out to the family, and uh, yeah, man, that was a shock because Aunt put that in the group chat.
1: Yeah, like the second it happened.
0: Yeah, man, and uh, knowing Aunt and shout outs to our you know friend of the podcast and also sometimes hosts with us as well. Suddenly, I mean, though they are my go-to when it comes to wrestling news and everything like that. So. You know, when I heard that, I was like, "Man, oh man, you know, that's ah, oh, that's tough, man. Yeah, tough, tough to to hear." Now, there's no reports as to how he passed as of yet. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, there may be, but uh, you know. But most importantly, man, we just want to you know send our thoughts and prayers and condolences to to that, to the family, man. That's
1: Yeah, it, that that's really a big shocker. Like, I again, just getting into to wrestling, don't really know everyone too well, but like. Seeing him pass away at like 36, mm-hmm. that's ugh. Yeah. Awful, awful. I can't. Like, my heart goes out to uh, his fans too and yeah. his family. But, woof, man, that is uh, that is just not great.
0: Yeah, and you know the thing is too, like like looking at some articles and uh, they were saying that well, rumors were that. He may have been trying to get back ready to come back to the ring and, you know, do a lot of events and stuff like that. So it looked like it was he was on the precipice of like coming back full force. But, you know, uh, but it was always, you know, rumors, you know, behind the scenes stuff. But uh, but yeah, man, that's that's sad, man. Like you said, 36. I'm like, man, you know, that's. Oh, man, but but you did bring up a great point as far as fans because I mean now it's like the outpouring of you know condolences and of course on uh, on Twitter and all social media pages. That's all I've been seeing as far as you know the wrestling fans that we know. Oh, shout out to Sean and Melissa. Yeah, uh, um, they you know, obviously they're you know talked about it and uh, and saw some posts you know regarding paying tribute to uh, Bray Wyatt. So. Yeah, man, that's just tough, man. I'm just in shock. Like, seriously, that's like, wow. I mean, he was such a huge character, too. Uh, like you, I mean, I, I still try to keep over wrestling every once in a while. Like if, say, if a big uh, pay-per-view or they, they don't even do pay-per-view events anymore. Everything's kind of like all, it's all on Peacock. All on Peacock. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, all right, well, all of those events, I you know, I would see like the highlights on, uh, on YouTube. So I would, you know, kind of try to stay informed that way. Uh, but obviously, I always you know lean on Aunt and Son Lee and uh, they kind of fill me in. But uh, but yeah, man, that's tough. That's tough to uh, to hear about. And you know, we already had this uh, set in the notes as far as Terry Funk. Now Terry Funk, I know a good bit about because of my uncles. Man, my uncles were huge wrestling fans. And I used to go to some of the events that they would have here in Charleston, South Carolina, back in the day. And he was one of the wrestlers that would, like, come down, and he would just, like, hardcore matches. I'm talking Mm. about landing on tacks, uh, glass breaking, uh, off ladders, tables. I'm like, he was kind of one of the forefathers of, like, the hardcore wrestling-type style matches. He was definitely one of them. And you know what's so crazy, too? It's kind of like – I, mean, yeah, I just remember like I'd never seen him young you know like <laughs> you know what I mean he came out the womb looking all yeah. <laughs> no hey man it's kind of like a, like Morgan Freeman but I've uh, seen yeah. I've seen some movies with Morgan Freeman when he was younger but Morgan Freeman always just had that old you know grit about yep. it. and that's what Terry funk always seemed to me I'm like man Terry funk is there like a young picture of Terry funk I never seen it <laughs> mm. but uh but yeah man of course the, you know he as well he passed away at the age of 79. And, um, and it seems if I'm not mistaken that he was struggling with his health in recent years, I think in 2021, he was diagnosed with dementia. And, um, so yeah. Know, yeah, that's tough, man. That's yeah. tough. But, uh, you know, dang all them years in the ring, like, huh, man, I'm,
1: Broken glass, like you were described I'm like, That's yeah, an OSHA violation. Nah, I'm right serious.
0: Like, yeah, hey man, OSHA man. Hey, please don't uh, investigate uh, <laughs> professional wrestling, man. Y'all be <laughs> y'all be there all day, man. But um, but as always, man. Whenever someone passes away, you know, here at the comic section, we always let our listeners know, man. Pay tribute. uh by like go back and rewatching their matches, you know, listening to their interviews, hear wow. hear them talk about their passion for the ring. Cause um, yeah, man. It's you know, funny we we have all of this wrestling news because we got some wrestling trailers we're gonna be getting into yes. as well. So yeah, man. Um but yeah, so here at the comic section, man, we definitely wanna say uh rest in peace again goes out uh to um Wyndham Rotunda, better known as Bray Wyatt. And a uh, hardcore wrestling legendary funk. Uh, so rest in peace. All right. And uh, we'll move along to uh, some more stories involving the ever revolving soap opera that is The Strikes in Hollywood.
1: Uh, uh, oh. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Go uh, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, sad trombone well, indeed. Now, now, last week, I remember you were saying that uh, looks like they, they were, were meeting. Going, yeah, going back to the negotiating right, table. Right, right. So we're like, OK, maybe, uh, you know, the studio heads might have finally turned a new leaf and realized, uh, hey, man, we can't we can't do anything without the writers. Right. And the actors. We got to sit down and make something happen. Well, apparently um, Bob Iger, uh, David Zasloff, you know, two of your favorites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the real golden boys yeah, right there. Yeah, right. The golden boys. Uh, well, and other studio execs uh, reportedly tried to, quote unquote, jam the WGA into a new deal. Uh, Basically, they tried to lecture striking writers into accepting their sole counteroffer. Now, sole counteroffer is like, yo, this is it. All right. This is the offer. And y'all better, you know, better accept it because this is, you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, But yeah, it looks like, uh, and I saw this quote. Uh, okay, so basically it says on Monday of this week, uh, the WGA Rogers and stuff, uh, we received an invitation to meet with Bob Iger, Donna Langley of Universal Picture, uh, Ted Sarandos of Netflix, David Zasloff, and Carol Lombardini, the AMPTP's president. It was accompanied by a message that it was past time to end the strike and the companies were finally ready to bargain a deal. Um, and looks like we accepted the invitation and in good faith met tonight in hopes that the companies were serious about getting the industry back to work. Instead, on the 113th day of the strike, and while SAG-AFTRA is walking the picket lines by our side, where we met, where we were met with a lecture about how good their single and only counteroffer was. So there you go.
1: What? the actual fuck yeah <laughs> like what that is honestly like you're in a restaurant and you get served just like the the worst possible like the most undercooked just a raw slab of chicken mm-hmm. and you're like uh, I'm not eating this I'm sending it back please please cook this better mm-hmm. and then you wait 30 minutes. Yeah. Chicken comes back raw, and they're like, well, actually, eating raw chicken might not kill you. Yeah. So, yeah. You should eat it. You like, should. What in the goddamn hell? Like, <laughs> that really is just like, that's a massive slap to the face to those writers.
0: Right. Now, per the Hollywood Reporter, the studio's counter offer involved bearing AI generated writing or barring, I'm sorry, AI generated writing from being considered literary material as well as additional guardrails, and I quote, on AI material also uh, quarterly reports on streaming viewership numbers a 10-week minimum employment on high budget paid tv series development rooms an increase on streaming residuals and a wa- wage rate increase to match the recently negotiated director's guild of america contract so basically it's like hey we're willing to do this willing to do that and there you go
1: That's it. And and that's it. And the the AI thing, especially, like, that literally means nothing because, like, they (laughs) – the courts just recently came out saying that, like, hey, yeah, uh, AI-created stuff can't be legally trademarked based Mm on how it is. At least that's what they're – for i haven't looked at the exact court case but it's like yeah. from uh the artwork that's been put out so mm-hmm. like obviously that's going to get into writing as well right uh if it hasn't already and that just shows that like okay so uh we can't really make money off of this as well as we
0: thought we could mm-hmm. but um fuck you guys <laughs> the- <laughs> basically that's like it's just so crazy to see this it's yeah and, and you're thinking to yourself, all right, these studio execs are legitimately, they're really trying to, like, starve these people, like, straight up. And I'm I'm just like, yo. And the fact that they're so entitled and the ego, it's like, okay, yeah. you're got, like, basically they're saying, like, you're lucky we're even giving you this counteroffer. And this is all we're doing, Mike. All right, man. Okay. So yeah. this just tells me the strike is going to be a lot longer than we <laughs> anticipated it was going to be.
1: And that's just that is just hurting the industry it's hurting <laughs> because at this point it is getting to the stretch where it's like okay uh now your fall and spring lineup are basically in jeopardy with mm-hmm. what shows you guys will be able to put out what movies um, you guys are going to be working on yep uh yeah
0: no you guys are just screwing yourself yeah at,
1: at this point
0: basically like yeah man it's insane it's kind of like like you were saying man we don't know i mean all this movie news that we talk about we get excited about or maybe not so excited about depending on what side you're on uh we don't know if we're gonna get this anytime soon y'all like seriously so many of the movies that we're looking forward to has been pushed back by at least a year Maybe a year and a half, maybe even two or three. I mean, Lord knows. We don't know when the next Spider-Man movie's coming. We don't know as far as uh, Deadpool 3. We don't know. I mean, you could just go on and on and yeah it's up in the air man yep so
1: it's just, just avengers uh, five king shoot, dynasty man.
0: yeah 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 good luck with all of that that's why hey i'm telling y'all man like you were saying this is a good time to catch up on all those shows that you never got a chance to watch because lord yep. knows if if you're not doing that ain't gonna be nothing but reality shows man just get ready and i've seen them i've seen some of the platforms and they're pushing that uh, yeah just oof, milf manor uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. are you ready for hot beach oof. like what's hot beach God. well these hot single people are on a beach and they're trying to decide who's going to end up with who uh,
1: get ready to watch on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. that really, like you said that i'm like i can think of 10 that's that the same fit that exact yeah. description or
0: survival they're going to drop people off in the jungle and just be like, oh, will these people survive the nights <laughs> in the jungle? But one of them is your true love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what they should that's do. That's the twist. That's
1: what they should do. It's that, like yeah. naked and afraid, but right. they're hunting each Hold other. Hold on, man. They can't give all the good Ooh. stuff
0: away, man. They might have to save that for like Yeah. Like, well, fall. Yeah, that's so, Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, okay, we bring up the studios, we bring up uh potential movies that are getting pushed back, but apparently there are rumored to be a movie in Disney and in MCU that's currently in development, and that movie is Thor 5. <laughs> uh oh, what you laughing? Uh oh, Uh-oh, you laughing? What? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> why you the sad <laughs> Trump? <laughs> so, <laughs> wait, wait, I thought okay. you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. And that. Uh, yeah. And it's, you know, and I know why Ant's not here. Yep. <laughs> All right. So I know Ant would be dying. <laughs> so I already know. But uh, you kind of like Thor Love and Thunder, oh, right? Oh, God, yeah. No, I love
1: Thor Love and Thunder. Okay. I love
0: Thor Ragnarok. All right. Um, but, like, I,
1: I watched Thor Love and Thunder, and I thought, you know what? This actually is, like, a really good end, a really good send-off for this oh. character. You're still able to, like, incorporate him in any Avenger stuff, but, like, there is yeah. no really any need for him to have any more of his own spin-off movies or mm-hmm. or anything like that at that point yeah and like I, taika watiti even said that he wouldn't be coming back for like he was surprised when they were like yeah thor will return chris hemsworth was surprised and mm-hmm. as far as i know the dude's t- wanting to take like a major break from from acting. right all
0: right i think it was like a health issue that he wanted it, to take breaks but yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: like serious medical stuff that mm-hmm, he just learned mm-hmm. like uh so i'm just looking at this like um what the hell Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, okay again i like thor love and thunder yeah not everyone else did right the movie didn't make like boku bucks at the box office yeah no
0: no no it it I, okay, so it, didn't it, it flopped, right? It didn't yeah. flop. It made his money back, but it they expected it to, you know, be in the in the bees and the Big Billy Club. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so again, this is all you know, rumors. And again, we were just talking about it because in the article they were saying because of the writers and actors strikes, you know. Nothing could be made official, but it's just rumors, hearsay. Even Taka Waititi um, can't rule out that he, you know, may not or may be in it. So we don't know what's happening. We don't know what's going on. But again, that's just, you know, rumors. So when that happened, like you were saying, Thor Love and Thunder, definitely a divisive movie. Uh, I remember liking it, but I was of the crowd where it's like, all right, man, I'm I'm done with the too many jokes in a way like Thor was a character. And it's so crazy because when you watch the first Thor movie and I know a lot of people are kind of divisive with that. I loved how serious that one was, but it was the it was the perfect mix to me of seriousness with a you know a little bit of a little yeah. bit of jokes here and there you know a little bit of levity. But it
1: was before the MCU got too heavy handed. With
0: yeah, the, the jokes. yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. The
1: moment where he's like another and smashes it on the ground like that's funny. Right. That's genuinely funny. He yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. know any better. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. So, um. But anyway, I say all to say that it you know so depending on how you feel, you know, Thor having a fifth film. I mean, so is this what they're doing with Hercules, I guess? And
1: he's not going to oh, be yeah. a, like, cause that's, I they forgot were about that yep. up.
0: I totally forgot about uh, Hercules.
1: Yeah. Everyone forgot about Hercules. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I Hercules. Oh man. Jesus.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, God. It, it just goes to show that again, they've, they've, they've got too many irons. In the mm.
0: fire and I. Uh, oh, I thought you were make an Iron Man joke. <laughs> man? I was like, it's like too many irons in the fire, you know. Uh, <laughs> too many Robert Downey Juniors. <laughs> That's
1: it. it honestly, it's kind of like too many Robert Downey Juniors because, like, who is the main character anymore? two like oh like an mcu
0: yeah i don't think they have one though. they
1: they don't they I don't recently, think they recently came out saying that like the when it comes to the next avengers movie the mm-hmm. the three big characters of like the the trilogy that are like going to be the next like cap iron man and thor yeah are basically going to be sam wilson captain america okay uh black panther uh okay. played by shuri uh-huh. and um
0: Shang-Chi. Oh, Shang-Chi. Shang Chi. Oh, Shang Chi. Okay, I thought it was gonna be uh, Doctor Strange.
1: You would think, but no. It's no. Uh, it's Shang
0: Chi instead. Okay. All right. Um, hey, look, I'm waiting for my Shang Chi movie. I'm waiting oh, for that. Yeah. Well, like we've been waiting for that for a while. We, I know. I know. <laughs> I've been saying this for a long time, but I'm like, yo, we getting Thor-5. I want my Shang Chi. All right. Yep. I, all right. Whatever. Whatever. But hey, we'll see what happens. Where's man? Moon Knight season two? Oh, I don't know, man. Yeah. I would love to see that though, but.
1: I, so, I would also like to see yeah. that. All right, She Hulk season two. That was show was funny.
0: I, it damn was. it, I will fight people over that. That show was. It funny. was. It, you know what. You know, hey, I'm so glad you brought this up. I'm, I'm staying on topic, but I'm, I'm going a little off topic because there was a post that um, I'm friends with this uh, this young lady on Facebook. And she put a post up that I had to say on this podcast because it it echoes pretty much what we're kind of going to and referring to. But basically, she says this and uh, shout outs to uh, Rose Wright Uh, because I know you change up your Facebook page sometimes but anyway uh, she says hey I don't know if y'all know this or not you ain't gotta go see every comic book movie if you're just gonna complain Yeah, I'm I'm starting to think y'all just pretended to like nerd culture to fit in and now that it's still going you feel like you've done enough hey yeah Mm. so don't do it anymore you clearly don't like it yep
1: boom I Truth. love that. I love the, that too. Oh my too.
0: gosh, I love that The quote.
1: Oh my God, the amount of people that I see like complaining about like like Star Wars and being burnt out on Star Wars, which mm-hmm. I get, mm-hmm. but like the the Ahsoka show just dropped. And I'm watching the first two episodes of that. Are they already
0: bombing that already? No, oh. I loved
1: it. Oh, okay, good. And okay, it's okay, like okay. Okay. the people who are watching are like actually saying like, yeah, no, this is legitimately really good, but it's just the amount of people they're like, Oh, I don't want to start another new Star Wars show. It's like, yeah. Well were you into star Wars? Cause like I was hyped looking forward to this. The mm-hmm. only part of me that like, I, in retrospect, even like looking back to the lead up where I was like, man, I'm not too excited about this. Was all the, the people that were like, man, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for another star Wars show. Mm-hmm. And also just the, the fear that like, it would be another baby Yoda fest. Gotcha. It's not though. It's, right.
0: Yeah, okay. I'll good. save a review for, okay. Much all, right. Later, all, right. But, all right. I'm looking forward to it.
1: But yeah. So back on the, the topic of, of Thor, um, yeah, no. So again, like that burnout fatigue is real, but I feel like, again, like we've talked about a lot of that burnout is just like, what are these studios doing? Like, mm-hmm. are these movies serving a purpose, especially right, like right. with the, the freaking MCU where it's like, yeah. I, it's not only becoming so Cumbersome to yeah. pay attention to freaking everything that's going on and mm-hmm. keep track of like okay so Nick Fury is in space doing this here uh-huh. uh, and then also Doctor Strange is over here in the multiverse yep. uh, and then over here we've got this ground level threat and Kingpin is back uh-huh. uh, and then also over here we've got these street level heroes uh, scrolls are everywhere right um, it's just it, it's a lot it's so it's too much yeah and like. It feels like the MCU was a franchise that, like, rewarded you for paying attention and right. actually, like, cared about the story, whereas mm-hmm. now it really just feels like, okay, we're putting stuff out to yeah. make money. Yeah, That's yeah, it. yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, <clears throat> this, this guy, you know, the whole Disney taking over, you know, I, I know the Star Wars side, but... You know the MCU before it did, but at the same time, it's kind of like, ooh, it's give and take because without Disney, we wouldn't have Avengers. Yeah. like like they're the ones that put up the money. Like if it yep. was just if the, if Marvel was still on its own, then we would be lucky to get like we might get like one movie every couple of years of like a particular oh, uh, of a character. I know, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, man. Well, end of the day, uh, it's all rumors. So, uh, but I do I do believe it though. I believe it's happening. Uh but hey, no telling when. Though. Well still, yeah, we'll see how we We'll see how long that uh, that's gonna be. But uh we'll keep it in the movie world though, man. And uh this story popped up and I was like, man, I don't know how I feel about this. And uh and I'm glad uh have my uh Fellow uh white brethren here. Oh, oh. <laughs> to talk about this. Cause you know, uh de aging, man. Let's talk about de aging. Oh, All, right. yeah. All right. Let's talk about de aging. All right. Did this. y'all have y'all watched the uh the new um Indiana Jones? I still
1: haven't seen it but uh, uh, yeah I know I know what you're talking about with the yeah. fact that they, they deep faked Harrison
0: Ford to yeah. make him more younger. Right. Yeah, right. That. I mean hell they did that with uh in what was it? Uh in the MCU which movie was it with they de-aged they, uh, Tony Stark or yes, is that?
1: They did that in Civil War. Civil War. They did that with I feel like there was another movie or thing. They did that with Nick Fury with uh Captain Marvel yes. and then the Secret Invasion. There we go. Too. There we go.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, how, how do you feel about the whole de-aging, man? Are, like, because it's still a new thing, and they are getting better. They, I mean, I, could, are. I could tell. But uh, yeah, man, are you a fan of it? I absolutely hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it on
1: multiple uh, levels. There's mm. sometimes where like I can somewhat understand, like the. Um, uh, again, as much as it's stupid, mm-hmm. I do see the the reason why they would de-age uh, Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Samuel Jackson in mm. um, in those particular scenes right. in um, it, in Marvel. Yeah, I still hate it, right? But I can understand. You know why, what they why they would do that. I got you. Then what? there are there are other instances of de-aging that, like, I look at and I just see it yeah. with like loathing entire, entirely entirely yeah. the some of the big ones being um rogue one
0: yes i knew you. i knew it, I knew the, it. yeah the yeah. princess leia princess and leia. bringing
1: back grand moff yeah from the dead from the dead like i Okay, real real talk, going on. Sidebar. <laughs> okay. Sidebar. All right, we're at the side. Watching Rogue One for the first time ever, I was seeing it with the friends, and it was like late, late at night. It wasn't okay. like a midnight showing, but it was like Ooh. later. Uh, and I was so tired yeah i actually there was one part where like i specifically remember starting to doze off in Mm -hmm. the middle of the movie Mm -hmm. and like i woke up and the weird tentacle monster was there during the interrogation scene with the pilot yeah yeah. Yeah. and then i started dozing off again i was like what huh Uh -huh. Uh, and then like i asked my friends after the movie was done okay was there a tentacle monster that they were using? Was that, was that real? And they right. were like, yeah, no, that was real. I was yeah,
0: like, what? <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> and then I was like, okay, so they they did bring back Grand uh-huh. Moff Tarkin from the dead. They yeah. did make him a PlayStation 3 character yeah. in the goddamn movie. Yeah. What?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you hey look, man. I'll tell you another thing too, man. Uh I'm I'm done with all that. The Midnight stuff. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm too old for that now. I can't. I'm. I i can not do it. Not, not. Not. No more. If it ain't like. All right. If I'm gonna do a premiere, it'll be like the Thursday, seven p.m. Or I'm like, I will wait to the weekend, man. Matinee. Oh back yeah. Back matinee. Uh. But yeah. So I. I bring up the de aging because it appears that. Um. And again, this is you know all hearsay, but uh the equalizer three is about to come out with the man to goad himself, Denzel Washington. All right, mm. it's coming out September 1st. And um, it seems that uh, director Antoine Fuqua isn't closing the door on more Robert McCall, who's the main character in Equalizer. In fact, Fuqua considered de-aging his leading man for a continuation of the franchise in the form of an origin story. Oh. He's, he uh, spoke Oof. to yeah go ahead hit hit it please hit that please yes oh my gosh yo I'm so over origin stories period but anyway uh, it says and I quote he had an interview Antoine Foucault with NME basically said I definitely thought about it a lot especially now with the new technology and the AI and all that kind of stuff is there a story to be told about how McCall became this person, the younger version? I've had that conversation with the equalizer screenwriter uh, quite a bit. Um, so uh, he's just saying that he's thought about it. It's not saying that he's going to do it, uh, but, and I I know what he's doing, man. All right. This is basically business, you know, slick business talk saying, hey, right. studios. This movie does well, which I have a feeling it will because Equalizer has a huge fan base, me being one of them, you know what I'm saying?
1: Uh, and doesn't it come out on Labor Day? Comes yeah, out like a couple. Yeah, so yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's primed and ready oh, for the yeah, whole yeah. day no, weekend. For
0: sure, for sure. They're definitely smart about where they're putting it. Uh, but yeah, you know, kind of like, hey, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Uh, you, studios, y'all want to keep this thing going. Hey, man. And Denzel, you ain't getting any younger. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? He, he's, I believe he's almost. He doesn't look it. No, 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 no. He nah, 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 looks nah. immaculate. Oh, yeah, man. You already know, man. Black don't crack. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Fire, fire, fire. <laughs> but, but, uh, apparently, uh, yeah. So, origin story. If you want to know more about how, you know, his character became who he became. Uh, but it's just, just throwing it out there, you know? So, mm. and, I just hate origin stories, man. I really do. I'm so tired of origin stories because why didn't y'all say this or do this in the first yeah freaking film? Like yeah. I don't understand. What's the first film for? Honestly.
1: Yeah. If it's, <laughs> it, 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 that bothers me too, especially like when you get to like, oh, yeah, we got to do the, the Captain Jack Sparrow origin story. Like, right. It just feels like an excuse to just like g- – bleed the cash cow yeah we know what it is yeah and okay so it is one thing for them to be like okay yeah we're going to do origin story we're going to do this that or make more movies with uh with this character and right i'm on its basis i'm not entirely opposed to it if Mm -hmm. it's done well Mm -hmm. but de-aging That is uh, stupid on multiple levels. And one of the reasons why I specifically just adamantly hate de-aging in general is because once upon a time, there used to be diversity within acting and casting. And it was like you could cast someone who was a younger version of a character but played by a different actor but the audience would suspend their disbelief and be like okay these guys look pretty similar pretty similar Obviously yeah I not see it. the same but yeah i can i can, I can, I can see, see it, see it. Yeah. yeah but now that's just completely gone and so now you have instances of geriatric harrison ford mm. trying to act like he's freaking 20 years old again right uh when in fact no he's he's not Right. And it's like, hey, where's the actor from the solo movie? Mm-hmm. Like, you could have just put him in the, the flashbacks and, for Indiana Jones. And, but this,
0: and this is some of the precipice of the strikes that's happening, yep. especially with the actors. It's like AI, computer AI. I'm like, hold up, man. Y'all could make a younger version of me. And it's like, dang. Like like yep. you are saying, you're taking away an opportunity to a new up-and-comer that can like, yo, this could be the younger version of me. Why can't – because, you know. And that's just – yeah. I mean – Pretty hit it on the head right there, man. It's crazy. But I know one thing uh, Denzel ain't for this. I can oh, already yeah. tell you. He ain't going, what? <laughs> Hell no, he ain't about to do this. I'm you sure. Mean you want, mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm? No, okay. Nah. Listen, you ain't de-aging
1: me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't do it. Like I can I'm so close. You're getting <laughs> close. Getting
0: there. You're getting close, man. All you got to do is just, you know, watch Denzel, watch like 10 movies. You'll, you'll pick it up. You'll pick it up. <laughs> for sure, for sure. That's the GOAT, man. And I know he ain't going. I know he ain't going for this, man. I know he's not. But uh, but hey, it's Hollywood, and right now Hollywood's burning currently. Yep. So uh I don't know, man. I, I really don't know, man. Nothing in this uh entertainment world, world in general, but entertainment for sure surprises me. And the things that these Studios heads and executives will be willing to do to keep this uh, money train going.
1: It is truly a hellscape. <laughs> it really is. No, <laughs> it's
0: truly, truly is. Death uh, Valley, more yeah. like hell valley. Jesus, man. Whoa. My God. But, uh, but yeah, so we'll move on from that story and uh, we'll talk about something that's, you know, maybe positive, maybe uplifting, depending, oh, depending ooh. now. All right. This is and this is very interesting because uh, I'm glad you're here for this because I, you've had your uh, opinions on Rotten Tomatoes. I right? have. Yes. All right. And uh, so it looks like Rotten Tomatoes is trying to be on, you know, the, I guess the positive side of of the the news stories because every time Rotten Tomatoes put out something people will be like man y'all believe Rotten Tomatoes or Rotten Tomatoes rated this so it could you know it's depending on which side you fall on well Rotten Tomatoes now is forming three new partnerships to support LGBTQA plus Uh, Asian Pacific Islander, and Black Entertainment Critics. Uh, The review platform is linked up with, uh, yeah, I believe the organization's, yeah, uh, Galeka? I don't know if I'm saying that right, but uh, Gold House, the National Association of Black Journalists, um, as his donations to diversify the field uh, actually surpassed six hundred thousand mm. uh, dollars. So, in the five years since Rotten Tomatoes launched its critics outreach and grant program, the platform has given more than six hundred grand to diversify the field of entertainment criticism, including five hundred thousand to media inclusion scholarships, uh, other initiatives, and hundred thousand dollars for networking events. Uh, Plus, in addition, among the thousand plus critics, it has added to its famous tomato meter, which we all love or hate, uh, half are women and 24 percent are people of color. And all 66 percent of the new tomato meter approved critics hail from a historically excluded background In part of result of allowing freelance critics 61 percent of new ads and those from newer outlets, which was 13 percent. So, you know, basically they're like, all right. You know, I, I know some of y'all may hate us and like us, but hey, man, we're including everybody in the in the tomato meter uh, scape. So what's your thoughts on that? Oh, about
1: damn time. <laughs> <laughs> about damn time. No, I um, I honestly do think I, I, it's kind of surprising to hear them come out and and say this because uh, like one. OK, it's like, oh, wow, you actually do care a little bit and you're trying to add diversity to it Mm -hmm. uh but like i do feel like we are going to get like more accurate results in the in the sphere of like film criticism now because like film criticism for what it's worth is very much like it's been just like uppity white men talking for for a long time mm-hmm. and like the like even with like the rotten tomatoes score yeah it's like it is just a percentage of movie critics who like or dislike a movie and that's how the ratio is created mm-hmm. so with this new setup it's like okay maybe you are going to get like more accurate tellings of like what are the people saying what do people who are like Uh, educated in this who come from completely different backgrounds think of it like yeah no the end of the day diversity is is a great thing and uh yeah no i'm i'm all for this i'm excited to see where this goes
0: okay all right um part of me feels you right yeah um and and i applaud that another part of me is kind of like i don't know if i trust it uh yeah. Maybe it's just the cynicism in me now. It's kind of like yeah. it's kind of like hey, hey y'all, like okay, look, hey, let's see what we're doing. We're, we're we're bringing everybody in. Now, it does it does look good, you know, but I I just I don't know, man. I just feel like this corporate entity and, you know, their uh public perception may not be the best because Lord knows. It's like if a movie comes out, yep. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've been seeing more people go against whatever Rotten Tomatoes say. Oh,
1: yeah. And just for the sake of
0: going against it,
1: just being like, oh, yeah, Rotten Tomatoes said it was good, but I think. Uh, Yeah,
0: exactly, right? So now it's kind of like, all right, well, they're like, hey, well, we're opening all this up. So, hey, we got more people to do this. But like you were saying, I mean, Will that actually matter much, especially yeah. now for what they're doing on the outside? Great. A hey, round of applause. Uh, I definitely want to see more. I want to see actually some of these people in these groups make make mention of it so I know for mm-hmm. sure. And it's not just, a, hey, look what we're doing. And you never hear that. That's another thing I've noticed. I've noticed that a lot of companies, when it comes to social change type of uh, campaigns. You'll see them post something. They they'll make an announcement. Yep. But I never really hear anyone who actually comes out and say, "Hey, I I'm one of the people that was in this organization. They helped me out." I've it's, never seen that.
1: Yeah, it's uh, maybe it's, I'm wrong, but. It's a uh, rainbow capitalism. And right. That's fine. So, yeah, just yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we all have our like big Juneteenth celebration. Right. But, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yeah, no crickets the, yeah. the rest of the year.
0: Nothing like, else. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's all I'm saying. I could be, you know, this might just be my cynicism, and I'm just like, mm, I just, I don't know. But I'm hoping that, you know, all of that's all good. But as far as to that tomato meter, I don't know if that's going to change much. You know uh, yeah. what I mean? That's just me, though. That's just me, but shout-outs to them for for doing all of this. If all of this is truly, truly happening, great. Awesome. But uh, I just got to I just got to wait this out, you know what I'm saying, before I, you know, give them a, yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. so. uh,
1: Yeah, don't don't worry, guys. This vaccine we're going to give you, this is the real deal. (laughs) That's the real deal. The other one we gave you, no, don't worry about it. Don't Don't even think about it. (laughs) Don't even write books about it. Don't read books about it. What? No, that didn't even happen. This one, this is, you're good, man. Oh, America.
0: We've never done anything wrong. (laughs) Of course. Come on, we're the good guys here. Come on world, (laughs) trust us. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. Those are our news stories uh, as of this recording. As always, whenever we do miss something, I'm sure we will because a news story breaks every seems like two minutes, even less now. Uh, Make sure you follow us at the comic section on all social media platforms so you stay in touch with all the news stories when it breaks. And uh, next up, we'll move on along to coming soon previews where we have three previews to talk about. and uh the first one is man uh i knew this was coming and uh and i i ain't gonna lie i knew it was coming but i forgot about it because it's just everything that's been going on uh yeah but uh it's a
1: it's a biggie but like when it finally dropped you're like oh okay yeah it's here here. i guess yeah so
0: uh so shout outs to uh (laughs) All of our Snyder fans out there, huh? The, uh, well, what, what happened? You have something in your throat? You all right? Sorry, I'm allergic to bullshit. <laughs> okay, all right. What? Well, uh, Zach Snyder. Whether you love him or you can maybe do with mm-hmm. out maybe I, I don't yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying, Zack Snyder those those those. <laughs> is back, baby. Say, so, hey, I'm here and I got my own IP to push and that IP is Rebel Moon and of course we've talked about it on the podcast a few times and uh, yeah he released a trailer for Rebel, Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire and uh, yeah I had no idea that this was happening like damn, like trailer drop so uh, you ready to check this trailer out?
1: Let's go in
0: Do you know the story of the Princess Issa?
1: Mama She was called
0: the Redeemer. It was said this child would stop the madness of war. That she was to usher in a new age of peace and compassion. I was given memories of a world I will never see. Loyalty to a king I cannot serve. And love for a child I could not save What do you think they want? Everything I've found her A scar giver you a child of war
1: I was taught that love is weakness
0: There is a difference between justice and revenge. There is a price to pay for your defiance. One moment. I do love this part. All right. What's your thoughts, man? Rebel
1: Moon Part 1. So, on the one hand, like, watching this trailer, it looks gorgeous. Yes. It looks very imaginative, and there are parts of it where I'm like, okay, there are parts of it that look like a genuinely, like, interesting sci-fi world uh there's other elements of sci-fi that's in there like the the one lady that looks like she's got fire swords that look a little a little close to the other you no know, swords of of light that you have
0: oh, you have seen in the other uh, world oh
1: boy uh, and also like so there's griffins too yes. uh yeah, yeah those are just here yeah um So it definitely looks very interesting and captivating, which Mm -hmm. is very much the case with most of uh, Zack Snyder's work. Like all of it, like none of it looks bad. None of it looks ugly. Right. It's just the part where he always loses me is with the actual writing and world building.
0: There it is. There it is.
1: (laughs) And with that, I'm like, I watched the trailer. I was like, wow, this is really pretty. Yeah. What's this about? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that, was that was literally my thought process as I was watching. It, like, yeah, wait, okay, there's a princess, but uh-huh. um, no, wait, no, it's about this other person. Mm-hmm. Um, evil king, dictator, mm-hmm. fascist group, but uh, uh, knowing his track record, are the fascists
0: back? <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> I you don't know. Well, um enough.
1: yeah, what about you? What do you think?
0: Uh I'm I'm feeling uh dunish. It is very Okay, I was making If a... I can if I can make is that a term? That, that dunish is a term? It, it feels it feels a little dunish to me. I'm not it, mad at it cuz Dune looks yep, incredible. The first movie was amazing. Uh yeah, man. I was joking
1: with uh with some folks in uh my little meme page that I've got, mm-hmm. and uh we were saying like yeah Dune uh a or uh Rebel Moon A.K.A. Dune, but what if trusting the Messiah actually was a good idea? <laughs> like yeah, I've seen people call this like AI generated Star Wars. Oh even. shoot, okay, Ooh. all right. There's some people even more savage than I out there. Damn man, um, man. Yeah. yeah. No, uh. Well yeah, yeah it's very no, very Dunish. Yeah, uh, that's, especially that, like the, the Princess Eason will come down to to mm-hmm. save us from, from war. And it's like Yeah. Uh, you mean the Quisas Hotorok? Uh you mean uh the <laughs> Yeah, you mean Paul Atreides? Yeah, uh-huh. we, we, we have that's, this. We right. have Dune at
0: home. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you know, look, I'm not saying that this ain't gonna be fight. Look, I I, I like Zack Snyder. As a visual director, right? I feel the same way about Michael Bay, and that's not even a hot take. Oh yeah, I'm like visually. If if I can have them just shoot stuff, like, hey, don't worry, don't touch the story, leave all that alone. But if y'all just shoot stuff, I'm like, it looks gorgeous. I'm I'm telling you, and seeing this, I'm not surprised. I'm like, okay, I know that it's gonna look stunning, which it does. But like you said, the story, right, (laughs) and the world building, the building, that's where I get a – you wrote this? Yeah. I know you directed it, but did you write this too? Mm, By yourself? Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) The king then places a (laughs) jar of his piss onto the lectern. That's all, man. You know, I just – I don't know, but it like, hey, holding out hope. Maybe it's going to be dope because, you know, epic sci-fis, because like you were saying, man, Star Wars is on a decline, man. It's on a decline again, and you got franchises like Dune, I mean, possibly Rebel Moon. You have these big sci-fi other... IPs that you can go into, so it's like, all right, cool. If this is good, hopefully it will be. Maybe this will, I don't know, inspire Star Wars to to step their game up to a lot of the Star Wars. Actually, get their shit
1: together, <laughs> right?
0: Right? You know. Uh, so we'll see though. But it looks like, uh, and that was a long ass trailer, man. So hey, look, hey, look. I'm not gonna lie. But when y'all hear this, obviously, I'm, I'm editing this, and uh this trailer is probably not going to be as long uh, as the actual, because it's three and a half minutes. God, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, geez, yo. So, okay. So, uh check out the trailer. Let us know your thoughts, because uh yeah, man, three minutes, man. I'm like, goodness gracious. Uh But yeah, that's coming out on Netflix December 22nd, which is like, man, okay, they're putting this on Netflix, man, which I knew he signed out exclusively with Netflix, but I thought this might have go to theaters for a little bit. Didn't come to Netflix, but hey man. All yeah. right. There we go. All right. Well, I'm, I'm definitely gonna I'm gonna check it out for sure. I'm I I'm will open my mind is open to this. I know
1: we were just like uh I know we were just shit talking critics uh just a second ago, but mm-hmm. like I'll wait and see what the critics respond to. I feel you. Or like see what
0: the the I general audience vibe yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that. maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, i but, feel you. Not in a rush to yeah, I got, yeah. You, I got you. All right, uh, next up, uh, you know, we're going to take it to the world of wrestling. Now, uh, at the beginning of the show, we may mention that we had two wrestling trailers to talk about on the preview section. And the first one is entitled Wrestlers, uh, which is set to premiere on Netflix September 13th. So, uh, just a few weeks away. So, are you ready to check this out? Oh, let's
1: lab into it. <laughs>
0: OVW is the little engine that could. You get outside of WWE and AEW, the best wrestling in America is taking place right here.
1: You wanna go one-on-one
0: with me? Yeah, baby! People watch OVW because you get
1: the first glimpse at potentially the next big thing in pro wrestling.
0: It all comes down to one thing, one of the most legendary professional wrestlers ever, Al Snow. Professional wrestling is an art film. It's the art of physical storytelling. I am gonna rip your freaking head off! It's a morality play. It's good versus evil. The art and the creativity of this industry, there's nothing like it. You don't feel like a nobody anymore. I'm Hollywood Haley J. Wrestling is a very aesthetic business, and you have to look your best. This is the Muppets. I'm Kermit the Frog, and I literally run The Muppet Show. Al is one of the best wrestling minds, but you know what? Al's not the best with money. This is the summer to take it to the next level. We need to create a summer tour. A lot of times, I get told something to do from people that have no clue how it works. If we don't start doing better, there won't be an OVW. I've spent 40 years making a name for myself in this business. I'll be damned if I'm going to let anybody ruin it. All right. There we have it, man. Wrestlers, man. Hitting Netflix in just a few weeks, man. What's your thoughts this on looks, wrestlers? This looks so dope. It does. Like,
1: uh, so, yeah, I actually do love that there's a legitimate documentary now mm-hmm. to talk about, like, hey, yeah, this is how these people, like, get their start. This is where a lot of these big names that you're familiar with right. come from. Yeah. Because, uh, like, yeah, I feel like the WWE kind of, like, overshadows a lot of that, like, l- yeah. smaller wrestling. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, Those basically, uh, those other wrestling leagues or, uh, yeah, companies, period. Yeah. Yeah, nah, man, you're right. Because, uh, I mean, a lot of these big giant names uh, actually came through – uh. In this docu-series, the wrestling league, the Ohio Valley Wrestling, which is OVF. So, I mean, if you heard the names Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, John Cena, uh Dave Batista, and the Miz. They this was one of the places that they went first before they became huge, big, giant megastars by signing with the WWE. And it was ran by a legendary 90s wrestler who was in WWE and other uh organizations like ecw and all that al snow uh so yeah i'm right there with you because a lot of people are like man you know it's kind of like you know big time actors right it's like they weren't always big like no. every, everyone started from somewhere and I, i'm always fascinated with stories like that like where did you start how did you begin and it's like oh i was in a i was uh, a background character in a commercial
1: right yeah <laughs> right? it's like, hey, this just like how people start out like that like everyone starts out Very, very, just, like, very small, Mm um, like, even when, like, a couple months back when I was reading Jeanette McCurdy's book on, uh, like, when she was a kid and, like, her mom forcing her to do all these, like, child acting things, like, the stuff that, like, actually landed her, like, larger roles was, like, when she, like, was a... A kid in like a prospector theme park ride promo, mm-hmm. uh, like that kind of thing. Right, like, that's what like gets them cemented. Like, and then they use that to like further elevate themselves uh until eventually if they're lucky they get that that big break right um same thing with like broadway actors like Mm -hmm. everyone starts out with like off 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 broadway yeah
0: yeah Yeah. it's like uh what's the term humble beginning yep you know what i'm saying (laughs) like we yeah man i love seeing stories like that and seeing the drive and determination to get them to continue into uh rise and uh in fame and all of that. So, yeah, y'all wrestlers, if you're a pro wrestling fan, and obviously a lot of pro wrestling's in the news uh, with unfortunate passing. So uh, I feel like uh, this docuseries coming out, I, I think is going to do huge. Because, uh, I mean, I, I think that's the other thing, too, that's kind of like it's talked about, but it's not really talked about on a big, big giant scale. Because, again, you know, people can get sued and everything. But it's like, man, the, the facts that, like, wrestling takes on the body just like playing sport like football yes. right it's like all those you know hits to the head they got helmets on wrestling like mm-hmm. yeah it may be None scripted
1: there. But, it's but still, you getting you
0: getting like landing on your back for like every night for like damn near a year plus like they are always on the road and and i feel like you know these types of things should be documented for like a worldwide mass like the people who know the fans of the fans they know all about it but you know people who's like oh pro wrestling all right let me i I might watch it and you're like oh damn yeah yeah (laughs) there's a lot that goes into it 100 percent.
1: which i kind of feels like the the next trailer where we're going to uh, get Mm -hmm. into also explores this.
0: That's right. Love that. uh, That segue. That's what we call in the uh, broadcasting business Mm -hmm. right there. Uh, So uh, let's go and get into it, man. We have our first trailer for Cassandro uh, and that's actually hitting theaters September 15th. So Man, oh man, this I is- had
1: no idea this was a
0: thing, and <laughs> <laughs> now I like, oh yeah, here you go. Here you go. So uh, without further ado, let's uh, check out this quick trailer. Wait hey, papa introduced me to Lucha Libre. Took me to a few matches. You don't see him no more?
1: The Luchador? Si. Ay, mi I've been doing real fights since a couple of years ago.
0: You know, it a run. They don't see anything else. You ever thought about being an exotico? They don't let exoticos win. I want to flip it. Things are going to be a little different tonight. This guy right here is an exotico. Stop wasting my time. Así es mi pero por qué no lo tiene que estar en la jeta? You're pushing things. The other wrestlers think you're getting too big. Tienes que cuidarte. I like you better when you're just a regular luchador all right this movie's gay and i love it <laughs> <laughs> i figured you would i figured you would man uh this one's starring uh gail garcia bernal and bad bunny mm. huh come on
1: man that the, it, it surprises me how well of an actor bad bunny is Man,
0: bad bunny could do it all man and i see and uh, if ant was here and wouldn't be like yo, wait, he's a like a great wrestler, like someone you could tell, like he is a diehard fan of this where he studies it. But yeah, man, you're right. You're right, man. Bad Bunny could do it all Mm. for real.
1: Yeah, uh, so this this trailer, uh, like, it's immediately... Okay, I've always had a fascination, especially with, like, the, uh, the El Luchador yes. uh, side of, of wrestling. And I did not know Exoticos were a thing that they basically, like, included drag performances yeah. in their wrestling, too. Like, I find that amazing. That's mm-hmm. so
0: cool. That is.
1: Uh, And so, like, seeing this and, like, seeing how, like, it's all based off of, like, a true story. Off mm-hmm. of this, uh, this real uh, exotico, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's um, it's wild. I just, I love it. Uh, yeah. it looks amazing, it looks it's going like it's going to be really well acted. Um, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Okay, I'm, I'm, I gotta go ahead. Uh, wrestling's art, oh, wrestling's wow. art, okay? Just hey, hold hey, hold up.
0: hold up, man. Actually, that might be a truth bomb right
1: there. Yep. <laughs> The, and again, this is coming from someone who is not like heavily invested in the, the WWE, but like I see Mm. it from the outside and with that documentary series wrestlers that we just watched and with this, it's like, there was so much acting pageantry, lighting design, makeup, literally so much costuming, everything that like you look at, like, theater productions or movies and mm-hmm. you would highly praise it. Yeah. Like the amount of elaborate storytelling. Yeah. Like all gets interwoven into it. But well, then you apply it to wrestling like, Oh, it's wrestling. It's mm-hmm. dumb. who cares. Like, no, not only is it like a, a, toiling physical sport that like destroys their bodies on a daily basis yeah but these guys are acting their asses off yeah,
0: absolutely and
1: like with the wrestlers trailer it's like mm-hmm. there's that one moment where like uh one of them's fighting with another character like the guy's fighting with a girl and he's like get out of your character for like five minutes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like the the whole persona that they have on when they are that wrestler right when uh when Cassandra is on stage it's like that's a as a completely different person yeah. at that moment. Right. It it is art. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, no, most no.
0: basic level. It is. It is. Yo, it's like and it's so true, man. Like when you bring up the whole pageantry of it like have you have you ever been to a wrestling show
1: i have not seen of a little wrestling
0: Ooh, show. I, I man. Actually, I to go oh man oh man it's me, happening so. it is happening man you definitely got to see it because one thing i appreciate especially like going to concerts and stuff like getting there early and you see them set up like light i get so fascinated yes. by that like man look how the lights are set so this is how they do it they run these cables Look how crazy like the whole stage is, and it's kind of like the same thing at you know wrestling It's Like okay, not only do they have lights, they have pyro, they have uh, they have mics that they put like strategically someplace around the ring to make the sound even more bigger impact it's like a science behind it and then you were bringing up like yeah the makeup the fashion like the outfits that they wear and yeah man i I just you're right though man it definitely is art um and it's funny too because when people don't like it but i'm like wait a second well do do you watch like tv you watch like you know, episodes, right? Right. Like that wrestling is like, it's a episodic long form episode. It's like soap opera, literally. Like if you watch soap operas, Lord knows God bless my grandmother's soul. I used to watch soap operas with my grandma when I was a kid and I just, I didn't understand it. But then I'm like, but wrestling is, Damn near the same thing. It is very much just, the same just thing. Just some physicality to it, you know? Like, if you're watching, uh, I don't know, Young and the Restless, right? There's <laughs> <And> an entire <laughs> episode of
1: South Park where they spoof wrestling. And I it, they, they make it like it's a big soap opera. Yeah. And
0: then the boys backstage are like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine that, man. And that's basically what it is. So yeah. yeah, man, you are right. Uh, I'm with you. I, I definitely can't wait. To, uh, to check it out. And uh, and as far as the plot goes, uh, just a little simple, um, quick summary. It's like in the early 1980s, uh, gay wrestler Sal uh, uh lives in El Paso, Texas and regularly crosses the border in Mexico to participate in the Lucha Libre wrestling matches. He wrestles El Tapo until he meets a new trainer, Sabrina, who suggests that he should compete as an exotico, uh, leading to his new identity and increasing success as Cassandra Mm. there we go man I'm looking forward to this but yeah it's coming out in theater September 15th just two days after the premiere of wrestlers on Netflix man See how the universe works, man. It is crazy. Man, oh, man. So, uh, yeah, definitely let us know your thoughts on all of those trailers, man. Are you excited for all three? Are you excited for some? Maybe not for others. Definitely let us know. Uh, Leave a comment. All that good stuff, man. At the comic section, as always, by the time this episode drops, it's probably going to be about 30 new trailers and one that's super big and epic that we had no idea was coming. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and, uh, you know, future cast and be like, yeah,
1: just watch the Aquaman trailer chop or something. Does like that. <laughs> that movie still coming out this year? I, I don't even know. I don't anymore. even
0: know, man. I do. I do follow Jason Momoa because, uh, I'm a fan of Jason Momoa. Yep. And, uh, and he is still like, he's like, Hey man, Aquaman's here. Cause he's doing a lot of, uh, uh, obviously he does like a lot of things for the ocean and everything. And obviously he has family in Hawaii, uh, definitely thoughts and prayers to the people that's, you know, out in Hawaii, all the, like, oh, oh man, God, it's insane yeah. out there, all the wildfires and stuff. But, uh, but every time he posts, man, he's definitely posting more of that. Trident say Aquaman here, mm. you know, I'm like, oh, okay, so Maybe we're gonna get something soon. Don't know. All right, we'll see. We will see. All right, and uh, and as we move along to our final segment of the show, reviews. All right, and uh, and again, I made mention uh, earlier in the show that uh, you know Rigel Aunt, and CBJ met up to go see Blue Beetle, and uh, you know they kind of gave like a quick reaction to it right out the theaters. Uh, so uh, we're gonna be talking about that, and, and I also finished Warrior Season 3 that's on Max. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to be talking about that. And you also had another thing that you want to talk about a little yes. sci-fi since we were talking about sci-fi yeah. earlier you know rebel moon but if, you, uh, if you've been listening to the
1: podcast y'all know i have been obsessed with a sci-fi trilogy series it's uh more commonly known as the uh the three body problem trilogy but mm-hmm. it's uh the the official title of the of the series is uh Remembrance of Earth's Past Trilogy Ooh. by uh, Xixing Liu or Liu uh, I'm probably butchering that name but still regardless um, so yeah I'll be talking about that but honestly man I mm-hmm. want to hear you talk about Warrior first because you have been mm-hmm. you've been going on mm-hmm. about this show
0: mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. What, what, what's, you damn right. what's the deal with Warrior Warrior is the best show on TV I said it whoa it's, it's over now. It's We're over. It's strong. It is the best show on TV, man. Damn. I'm, I'm not going to lie to y'all. If y'all haven't seen Warrior, I emphatically please, I'm begging you all, if you're a fan. And you know what? Also, this is the uh 50th anniversary of Bruce Lee's uh, year in Hollywood. Just uh because yeah, he's basically doing like a Bruce Lee 50 all year long. And um and yeah, yo, this Basically, the show was written by Bruce Lee because at the time when Bruce Lee, you know, first got here, like he couldn't find work. You know what I'm saying? Minorities, you know, Asian in America at the time. It's like, hey, man, he can't couldn't find work anything. So he's yep. like he wrote he literally wrote this whole um, setup for Warrior. He's like, all right, I'm going to create a TV show um, just all about, you know, the, the Asian plight uh, dealing with you know, crooked police and, and mm. mob and, and all of that dealing with, uh, Chinatown in San Francisco, uh, during, uh, let me see. I want to make sure I get the time. Okay. period Okay. Right.
1: You know what? I'm glad you're telling me this Yes. because, uh, like, so, uh, CO's spouse, uh, it was also named Jason. Yes. Uh, he and I were, we're talking about the show. He recently tried to get into it, uh-huh. but, uh, he the first couple of episodes just threw him off because, yeah. like, it hits you slam right in the face it with does. the the anti Asian. Yeah, it does, yeah. Hatred.
0: Hey, look, man! Oh my gosh, it's so good, y'all! I'm telling y'all because, like, I was late on this show because I believe it came out on Showtime first, and um, and I think it, yeah, it got canceled and I think they had two seasons and like the fandom like it was like that niche crowd because it was like yo man the show is fire and I finally watched it I was like oh my god this show is fire it's amazing and then Max picked them up and I was like thank god and then when the uh, oh my gosh but yeah so it, it takes place in the latter half of the 19th century uh, century during uh, brutal gang wars in San Francisco's Chinatown It follows a martial arts prodigy named Sam, a Chinese immigrant who, who arrives in the city of life Ly- under mysterious circumstances. Once he proves his prowess as a fighter, Song becomes a hitman for one of Chinatown's most powerful organized crime families. Um, he's mentored by the son of the crime family's leader, learning the ins and outs of the gang warfare. Uh, so al Sam wins the confidence of the, uh, the brothel, a uh, brothel madam, uh, and actually eventually, you know, revealing to her his true intentions of being there. So basically, he's there because his sister is in San Francisco and he went there looking for his sister. Come to find out his sister is pretty much a mob boss in a way.
1: Whoa. And she was, cause he
0: was the big brother. He was like, yo, I'm like, I got to go back in and find my sister. I know she's in America. I got to find in. And it kind of just picks up from all of that. And he's like, yo man, your little sister ain't little no more, man. She, she is straight up mob boss, man. There's nothing about this I do not love. Look, like, I'm, hey, man, I'm. I don't want to tell it all. I could because I'll be here for a long time.
1: What you're describing sounds like the the Shang Chi movie in yes. a sense, yes, but like a thousand times more nuanced. Oh and layered. my gosh, oh. There's, there's so many
0: characters because you have two tongs. Um, that's the uh, Chinese um mob families. Uh, That's what they call them, the tongs, and they got beef. But also, not only are they beefing with each other, they're beefing with uh, the Irish that's that's here. And and also, because, again, because you have during that time, like, um, you know, Irish didn't like the Asians, but also, you know, the uh, I guess the whites here in America didn't really care for the Irish that much. Oh, no. uh, So and then you have the police corruption and then you have. It's so integral. It's three seasons. I'm telling, and plus with the martial arts, it's amazing. Written by the great GOAT Bruce Lee. The best show on TV. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh, if you don't have Max, borrow someone's. I'm telling y'all, watch it 10 out of 10. Uh, right now. If I were to, because when I, the TV series that I always have up there, you already know, all right? You got, I was going to ask, where's the you, got, you got, three? You got Stranger Things, you got The Boys, you got Umbrella Academy, and now you got Warrior, right? Whoa! Right? So, I'm telling y'all right now, uh, Umbrella Academy, Stranger Things, y'all better step y'all game up. Mm. Boys. I know Boy is going to be fire whenever it comes oh, yeah. back. I already know that, but right now. damn Gen me, V around the corner. Gen so. V's coming. I know that's going to be fire. I know it is. I, I have no doubt on any of these shows, but right now, damn it, Warriors is the best show on TV. All three seasons, fire, nothing lackluster, because some some of the shows I may mention of, some series, you know, the pen could be a little better than others. Not this one. This I, amazing. I am
1: digging it, man. Please go watch. I it. I actually have been uh, looking for like a new series. Today. Yes, I'm in the middle of like rewatching Futurama right now. That's fire. And, and Samurai Jack. I'm not. Too. Ma- oh, okay. Well, yeah. I'm not mad at those. But, but those are fire, man. That's me rewatching something. That's not something new that I haven't seen already. So this this sounds like yeah. something I'm. I'm I'm in
0: it. I'm, I'm invested. I'm jealous of all y'all who get the experiences for the first time. Whoa! That's how fire this show is, definitely. Uh, but yeah, enough talking for me. Ten out of ten. Best show on TV. Oh my gosh, it was good. I'm praying for a season four. I'll leave it at that. There
1: you go amazing yeah man well let's go from that to the uh the best dc movie of the year (laughs) i love it the year of the year all right blue beetle hey yes yes oh my god i'm dying to hear this okay so this movie i was very very um I was very hopeful about it and very uh, just nervous kind of going into it on whether or not it actually was going to be good, good or not. My expectations were, well, it can't be worse than The Flash. I will I will say that. All right, okay. It's like it cannot cannot be worse than, than The Flash. Gotcha. Uh, and it was indeed better than The Flash, okay. better than Shazam, better Ooh. than Black Adam even. Ooh, all right, uh, all right. It, and... Part of the reason why I say that is because this feels like the first DC movie in a hot minute Mm -mm. that genuinely has heart and genuinely has like human emotion at the core of it. Like, not since Peacemaker or The Suicide Squad Uh or when Shazam came out have I seen a DC project and been like, yeah, you know, that actually made me feel something inside. That actually, oh, wow. That actually touched something in me. Okay. Um, yeah, no. So, so, movie centers around protagonist uh, Jaime Reyes, which I realized after watching the movie, oh, I really have been mispronouncing this poor boy's name this entire time. Because oh. I thought it was Jaime, uh, hey uh, but no, it's it's Jaime. So, um, yeah, so Jaime Reyes is uh, just just out of college. Uh, his family's super proud of him because, like, the first one of his family to, uh, to graduate from college. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are flat broke. Uh, uh. His family's been going through just like trouble after trouble. Uh, they've got an increasing amount of debt. The, his father had like a bunch of medical issues. Um, and so he finds himself uh, like tangled up in the, uh, the cord. Industries, mm. uh, you know, Cord as in yeah, Ted Cord, I see what you're who saying. they they allude to in the uh, the movie, but right. he mysteriously disappeared and has not been seen in like decades. So his sister has been running the uh, the show. Mm. Um, and then one day when he meets up with Ted Cord's daughter to like hopefully try to like you know get a higher paying job, right? Uh, she gives him this uh, little big belly burger sandwich container and inside is the scarab. That's right. Latches onto him and he turns into the blue beetle. Yes. So uh, where this movie really does succeed is in the uh, like the family aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like the relationship that uh, Jaime has with uh, with his father, his mother, his sister, his uncle uh, who his uncle is played by uh, George Lopez. Yeah steals the show by the way George Lopez is utterly hilarious in this movie uh, just I
0: can't wait like, I know yeah. yeah yeah ever since I saw the trailer and said he told the word hey man Batman is a fascist yep I'm like, yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm in. You got me.
1: He genuinely, like, <laughs> he has, like, so many great comedic moments, but then his character also serves as, like, an important emotional element mm-hmm. of the uh, the film, too. Mm. And, he, and he's just genuinely, like, a funny character. Like, it's not like a, oh, okay, here's the, the wacky, right. crazy character. That's the side character. Like, the jokey character yeah. there, yeah. Like, yeah. he is the side jokey character, but, like, he genuinely is funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So, so it greatly, greatly succeeds there with the, uh, the story that, um, like, it's not just about him using his powers to save his family. It's about his family coming together to also help him out too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, the, the effects, uh, look pretty good especially like the fact that you know that's a real suit that he's wearing mm-hmm. and you can tell like okay this part's cgi but then there was other parts where he's walking around like i actually can't tell if that's uh real or fake or not they right. actually did a good job of like blending it all in yeah uh like it, it really did pay off to like have that practical suit on him mm-hmm. um yeah no that looked great and the some of the action sequences, particular like the one you see in the trailer, where like he takes two swords and then makes a Buster sword out of it. Right. Yeah. Fire. Brilliant. Yo, that, yo, Brilliant. Man. Yeah. The ironically though, the part of the movie that like I feel like it falls short on is the superhero <laughs> antics of it.
0: Oh. Because like,
1: I mean, yeah, it is. A, it's an origin story you haven't really seen. no, you have seen No Ray right? because Venom okay. came out. Where it's like, Oh yeah, oh. this uh this alien from outer space came down and latched itself onto Onto this guy, giving him superpowers. Mm-hmm. Now he and this creature are bonded. Like, yeah, no, that's that's Venom, and oh. the suit is an Iron Man suit for all intents and purposes. Okay, uh, and in fact, I can a see lot that. of a lot of the fight sequences are very reminiscent of of Iron Man, okay. but just like instead of the cockiness of Robert Downey Jr., you have the uh, just the exuberance, but also uh, sh- awkward shyness of a Peter Parker character trope right. instead. Yeah uh yeah no the that all was okay it all it all just feels very reminiscent of like a phase one marvel movie mm-hmm. which isn't necessarily even a bad thing no nah, that's not a bad thing like, it's it's his origin yeah, story. yeah yeah you gotta start from somewhere with this character
0: and thankfully mm-hmm. y'all did it in the first movie
1: yes i'm, just, they did I'm it just in the first movie awesome believe it or not all right i i I will say though I think my like looking back on the movie uh-huh. a lot more yeah. I think my biggest complaint is the the villain and the the character that they chose as the the villain in this Okay. Uh like it really is just sort of like a uh like he's just there and then uh, okay. and then at the All very right. end they're like oh wait here's why you should care about this dude is like You couldn't have woven that into the plot more so. Ah, okay. All right. Um, But end of the day, I genuinely had a uh, a really, really great time watching this movie. I didn't regret going to see it. I can see why some people would go and see it and wouldn't be like fully satisfied with Mm -hmm. it. But like end of the day, it's like, y'all, we... We DC fans needed, we needed a win. Yeah. We needed a win. Yeah. This, this movie might not be like breaking down the, uh, the box office. Right. It might not be like the absolute best, but Mm -hmm. by God, it's its own self-contained story. Right. Thank God. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, there's no other like big setups or anything like that. It is just, this is the Blue Beetle movie. We're focusing on Blue Beetle. Mm Mm-hmm uh yeah no it it was a fun time um i highly recommend it me as a fan of the the character of blue beetle Mm -hmm. uh just i had a great time watching it uh when i came out of the movie theater i gave it eight scarabs out of ten yeah i'd say after thinking about it more i'll give it more like a seven and a half okay Uh, all right i still again had a great time watching it Mm -hmm. um but yeah no it was just It was just a good old, good old time all around.
0: Oh, man. I'm excited
1: to to see see you watch it.
0: No, no, no. I can't wait to see it now because, you know, like you were saying, man, I'm I'm hoping for a win for DC because, you know, they deserve one, man. And, you know, when they get a win, then we all get a win. Okay? Like, I'm just – yeah. And like you were saying, the origin being the first movie – uh i can't wait man i i love the cast just from the trailer and from some of the uh promotion of like some of the photos i've seen of the crew i'm like yeah man i'm definitely rooting for for this movie to be good and also too, a new character that's not like the the creme de la creme you know what i'm saying yes. like I, I like that i feel like in a few years this might be one of those where people may go back to and be like you know what that one was kind of we kind of slept on that a little bit yep and I feel I just get the feeling that this is this is definitely going to be one that slept on. So I'm excited to see it. Now that you told me that. So Yep. Heck yeah.
1: It it is like it is its own like cultural piece just like how like you watched uh, Shang-Chi for the the first time and mm-hmm. you're like, "Okay, yeah, there's a lot of Chinese influence in this one. There's a lot of uh American Hispanic influences in in this one too." Yeah. Um yeah, no, it's just it, it's just a great time, folks. I'm right. And, DC kills it with their lesser known minor characters. Yeah, please man. pay them attention. Yeah, read an Animal Man comic for once. You know, like.
0: Heck yeah, Ooh. man! I'm hyped, man. Awesome, All awesome. All right,
1: so let's uh, let me dive into the uh, the big one. Yeah, uh, dive into it, man. Remembrance of Earth's Past trilogy.
0: Yeah, and you said that was coming out on. Uh, they're actually making a show. Yep, it's yeah.
1: going to be a. It's Going to be on Netflix. Uh, so right now it's set up as like the the three body problem. There's a teaser that Netflix released, and it's going to be coming out in January 2024. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh And the trailers for it look interesting. Uh, definitely like after watching, reading the uh, the books, and then rewatching the teaser again, I was like, oh okay, I see like where that scene's from. I recognize that scene from the uh, the books and all that. Right. So uh, to lay it down for you, um. This is one of the best sci-fi trilogies I've ever read. It's Ooh. Some of the best like books I've ever read, just period. Okay, yeah. And it really did take me by surprise because with the the first book in particular, it does kind of start at a very very like r- slow start where you're like, I-, I was listening to them as audiobooks, and like the very first one, you're like, you're an hour into listening, and you're like okay I, I get it Communist China sucks uh, I, I I don't know what you guys are, are doing here but then you you stick with it mm-hmm. and then you start to realize like just there like I, I gotta give the author like so much props there is no thread he leaves unwoven uh-huh. uh, he ties everything up absolutely perfectly yeah like Everything connects to not only just reinforce the message, but also like show you character motivations, show you just how like the, the world works and operates and breaks down uh-huh. uh, and like goes into like these amazing realms of philosophy that like I didn't even know or could even consider until like you get into the series and you're like, oh shit, what would I do if I was in that situation right uh that's kind of kind of awful yeah, yeah um so yeah <laughs> the so the first book is the three body problem it basically focuses on a conspiracy where uh this this guy basically discovers a um like a connection or is basically brought on to investigate like something going on with his camera every time he takes a picture uh like numbers pop up Mm -hmm. it seems like the numbers like counting down to something yeah and that being related to a group of scientists who all just mysteriously died at like the exact same time and a virtual reality game called three body
0: oh okay all right so
1: it all goes into that into like this grand conspiracy then the second book the dark forest Mm -hmm. is basically the, the consequences of that conspiracy and what the conspirators were doing and earth realizing, Oh shit, we're fucked. And and them trying to their best to like course control and navigate that. Yeah. And then the last book death's end is basically them thinking, okay, we think we have the problem solved shit. Wait, no, we don't. (laughs) Um, And, again, I just have to reiterate, this is so beautiful, it's so great. It really is, like, the the opposite of, like, other pieces of fiction that you see out there where like mm. so many people get into fiction as like a form of escapism and then you have like those books like like isekai anime or like ready player one where it's like right it's all about oh yeah no virtual reality just yeah. go on and escape and live a whole different life right but this book series like genuinely breaks down and each and every single one of those books mm-hmm. shows you hey that's not a great idea
0: uh, what you yeah. need
1: to do is unplug and actually like work together as a human society right so that you can actually uh face troubles and tribulations together because it's only through together that we survive as a species
0: there you go yeah. and
1: yeah no there's a there's a great adage that they have in the uh the second book make time for life or make time for society mm. or civilization
0: okay because right.
1: life slash civilization does not make time like so much of life can just pass you by true. If you yeah. don't look at it if you don't That's focus fat. on it if you yeah. don't spend time to like engage with other people yeah um yeah No, it is it's amazing. It's incredible. This is the first book series I've read in a long, long time. Where like when I got to the last book, I was in Mm -hmm. like the final like hour two hours of it yeah and this moment happened that was like a call back to like one of my absolute favorite moments in the entire series and i just like i had to pause it and i just went oh! <laughs> like it hurt my heart it yeah. wounded me ah uh, yeah no okay. um end end of the day end of it all uh so first book eight out of ten the other two books ten out of ten amazing amazing book series all around it's a 10 out of 10 trilogy please please read it uh if you have any interest in amazing sci-fi definitely watch the the netflix series Mm -hmm. if it's good Uh, when it comes out right and if it doesn't get canceled after one
0: season oh yeah Yeah.
1: uh but yeah no highly 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 recommended
0: fire man fire i love it i love it man yo man that's yeah, that's dope, man. And and that's a great thing, too, man. Encourage our listeners out there, man. Yo, man, pick up a good audio book or read, man. Because it's not like nothing's on TV. I ain't, I ain't lying. Yeah, you, <laughs> you are absolutely right. And uh, yeah, man, I, I can't wait, man. It's a lot of, you know what, man? I I do feel like, man, sci-fi, man, it feels like the whole genre is starting to like, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think, Uh, I guess evolve then, you know, because like think of sci-fi. Like now, I mean, I don't even really think of Star Wars immediately now. Like it's in there, but now it's like, no, nah, it's grown, grown now, man. So, and that's always awesome to see because you get stories like the stories you were made mention of, or Rebel Moon, or Dunes. I mean, well, Dunes been here, but obviously, but I'm just saying, like, you know, in the uh, in the, uh, the the world of pop culture that we live in. So, uh, heck yeah, man, that is awesome. Definitely can't wait to see your thoughts on the Netflix uh series I
1: am I'm very much looking
0: forward yeah to it. yeah and I'm glad they're doing a series and not a movie because like you're saying there's three books like mm-hmm. hey man stretch this out yo Please, Netflix. Especially
1: with the the later books. Because, like, the first book, the audio book, was like uh, 12, 13 hours, something mm-hmm. like, the more reasonable side. Right. The, the other two books were over 20 hours. The, the last book was like 28, nearly 29. Hours oh, yeah. Yeah. Long. yeah. And, like, as I was going through it, I was like, Okay, surely this is the climax, but then I see the timestamp. Like, oh, I still have 16 hours of an audiobook. left. Uh-huh. what? Yeah. And then a it- yeah, just there you completely go. blew my mind from there.
0: There you go. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, hey, y'all, hopefully uh, we blew y'all minds with our reviews, man. Hopefully y'all, you know, uh, were entertained and informed and also engaged in uh, in our reviews of uh, of these things, man. And definitely let us know your thoughts. And also, again, as always, man, don't be afraid. Hit us up. Let us know if there's something that y'all want us to review. And uh, we'll definitely, uh, you know, lend an ear or eye to it. You know what I'm saying? Hell, if it's food, you know.
1: Taste too, you know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> For real, man. We're, we're going to start a foodie channel. Oh, that'd be fire! Ooh. Oh my gosh, it's a great idea. Start
1: reviewing vegan foods. Oh my as I'm gosh! Uh, yo, I've been eating a lot more like vegan sweets uh yeah. since I've started Cut out the cheese. Yeah. Uh, some of them are pretty good Mm -hmm. and then there's others that I'm like, oh, this is ass. (laughs) (laughs) There was, there was one thing. Oh yeah. No, we literally just tried like this new vegan mac and cheese that I found at Walmart. And yeah, uh, yeah, I got a feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I get you. I get you, man. Man, yo. Well, yeah, that, that's a good idea. We might do something like that. Comic Section Eats or something like that. <laughs> I, I'm going to come up with something. Don't you worry. Don't y'all worry. But, it's uh, just the McRib again and again, again, and again again. Again, you know what I'm saying? They're going to be listening like, where are the King McRibs from? That's hey, not man. in season. Hey, don't worry. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We got connections, man. That's the whole deal of this. We got our McRib <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had one. But, uh, but other than that, y'all, man, that about wraps up another great issue of the Comic Section Podcast podcast issue 240 in the books baby so you know what that means man 240 man we're 60 episodes away from oh, 300 God. yeah you just said
1: 240 and yeah, I, 240. like i just felt that like oh ooh. yeah feels like yesterday i was making the uh those promo graphics counting down 200 200
0: what? yeah we're at 240 <laughs> man that's right i'm telling y'all man once we pass like 200 i was like, oh man three's coming and then before you know it, man, it's just it's just going. It's going, man. I'm super excited. And our five-year anniversary is coming up this year in just a few months. Uh, I believe the first week of December hey. is our anniversary. So we turning five, baby. Five. All right. We're going to
1: kindergarten. That's right.
0: Kindergarten, man. So, uh, so be on the lookout, man. Super excited, man. Mom, pick me up. I'm scared. <laughs> I know. I know. Lunch boxes. You know what I'm saying? Damn, man. I, I miss having a lunch box. You know what I'm saying with the characters on it.
1: Oh, I had a dope X Men lunchbox oh, growing up yeah, as a kid. Man. That was that my was, absolute favorite. That
0: was the best, man. You show off your your lunchbox paraphernalia. You know what I'm saying. You had X Men. I had Ghostbusters. I had, Ninja, of course, you know, I had Ninja Turtles, man. You know, you already know, you already know. Uh, but yeah, y'all, man, super excited and super super excited about some uh, some upgrades to the show. Uh, that's yeah. all we that's all we can say. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. You know, uh, me and the creative mind of of the meme lord himself, Rigel. (laughs) All right, like uh, we got some things in the works, man. I'm super, super excited and uh, just can't wait for y'all to check out, okay? try and
1: get ready it. for them comic section speedos folks
0: <laughs> well hey man speaking of man shout outs to our exotic uh enclave our merch mm, partners exotic enclave, yeah, i know claim, all that's right, right. It, it really is it really is uh so yeah shout outs to them uh, we're gonna do things a little bit in reverse so i'm gonna shout out since you brought up the merch again yeah head over to the comic section network.com again that's the comic section network.com check out this episode previous episodes and past affiliated comic section network shows all at the homepage TheComicSectionNetwork.com And while you're there Hit up that merch tab And uh, you never know You might see some Speedos in there, man You never know, man So uh, you gotta hit up The Exotic Enclave uh, Cause uh, we got some cool, cool ideas For more merch stuff in the works Not just Speedos But, <laughs> you know You never know yeah. You never know And also use uh, promo code BestFansEver Save yourself 10% off On all the items in the merch store. Uh, and like I always say throughout the show, man, follow us at the comic section on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, if you don't stop. There you go. I was hoping. <laughs> <laughs> good job. Good job. And, uh, and yeah, and obviously, where can the good people
1: find you, Roger? Yo, y'all can find me on Facebook, Instagram, threads, and TikTok at Cause. That's for my... Um, cosplay and personal page so you can follow me on there to keep up on what i'm doing and uh thinking and stinking mm. uh and then for my meme tacular page y'all can follow me at always sunny in watchmen yeah where i be posting dank memes uh Just posted one the other day on the Ahsoka Tano TV show and pointed out how one of the villains looks like a Dark Souls character. And I'm calling him Darth Souls,
0: baby. (laughs) That's not his name.
1: I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> Darth Soul. Darth Soul.
0: That is a fire name. Ah, yes. That's a fire Chosen name. Chosen undead. That's right. wielding the lightsaber. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. And uh, also, man, shout outs to our other co-hosts, man, the other half of the Gruesome Twosome Ant. Uh, you can follow them at Lucha Vandross. That's Lucha Vandross on Facebook. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, and Threads. And threads. threads. Yes. There you go. There you go. So make sure you give them a follow. And also, man, again, man, major shout outs to uh, the new new dad, man, Comic Book John. Make sure y'all follow Comic Book John on social media and his, uh, his publishing, uh, Bright Light Comics. Yes. So uh, make sure you give them a follow as well. Also, the OG of OGs, make sure you follow Little Seal. Hey, follow Little Seal at Cut It Out Comics and Cosplay. All right, looks like uh, I saw a recent post that they uh looks like they get you know got the got the space. You Look, know, what yeah, they're, they're getting, getting some stuff together, getting yeah. back on it. You know what I'm saying? So super excited for Little Seal as always, man. I miss Little Seal. As always, because, you know, I've been trying, man. Hey, look, I don't care. I've been trying. I know they probably going to listen to this. I've been trying to get Lil' Co back. You know what they always say? Oh, well, you know, Saturday. You know, (laughs) of course. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, we're trying. All right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's tough. Damn it. It's uh yeah, it's scheduling. I know. Scheduling. I know. The, the worst. I'm just making fun. I'm just making fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, and uh, dang, is that everything? Because I know I'm going in reverse. Oh, shout outs to our uh, our producer extraordinaire, uh, Reggie C. Make sure you follow Reggie at Sonic Embassy and follow their podcast, Pop Culture Icons. And, uh, and yeah, I think that's it. I think because I, you know, going in reverse is tough.
1: No, that, uh, is that sounds it? like you covered it. Oh, yeah. dope. All right.
0: All right. Cool. Other <laughs> <Going> than <laughs> reverse is
1: tough. That's what she
0: said. Hey! <laughs> but, hey, there you go, man. Make sure you follow us as always, man. Thank you guys so much for tuning in every week. And like we were saying, man, uh, getting close and close to the issue 300 and our five-year anniversary and some fire updates that I'm sure a lot of people are going to be excited about because I've had a few people hit me up on the idea of that we're uh, we're currently in the works of doing for the mm-hmm. longest time. They've yes, been, that idea. They've been that they've, idea. Yeah, they've been wanting this to mm-hmm. happen. I'm sure. You, I'm sure you all probably have been wanting this to happen as well. And let's just say we are listening you, loud and you, clear. You've been wanting that, folks. We heard you loud and clear. We're here to deliver. We've amassed an army.
1: Yes, we will take over
0: the world. Damn right. You damn right. We will. Oh, hey, man. It's, uh, come on.
1: Come we on. will march in the streets. We will march in the trenches. (laughs) We will not stop until it is all ours. Yes,
0: it's happening, man. A takeover, just, hey, I'm letting y'all know. I'm not playing when I say this, all right? We are coming. Yeah. All right. We're coming, all right. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. All over, all (laughs) over Mm -hmm. pop culture, all right? Get ready. Uh, but uh, <laughs> other than that thank you guys so much for tuning in I'll been your host Jason alongside my co-host Gradual. we'll catch you guys next week for a brand new issue of the comic section podcast peace locked and loaded you are now tuned in to the award-winning comic section podcast network